0: lawyer talk here we are down here at studio c channel 511 early morning
1: edition again
0: i know it It, it sounds different in the morning doesn't it, it sounds like it's like deathly quiet and still I like the, our I phones aren't blowing up
1: from all the calls we're missing because it's
0: early in the morning yeah yeah no it's uh morning is the best time i, I love spending it in the studio so to speak but uh we got lots, lots to cover today. We have a guest. Special guest. Special guest. Is this the special guest Hi. series? There she is. <laughs> uh, Leslie Albite. I got that right. right? Yes. All you right. Did. Uh it, You know, for forever, we avoided, or I avoided, like the plague, anything having to do with law, even though the show, the show is sort of called lawyer talk, but we always get back <laughs> mm-hmm. to it. And now, how many guests in a row have we had that are actually attorneys? Couple now. Couple now. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, you're you a lawyer, obviously.
2: I'm a lawyer. Yep. Uh,
0: here in Columbus.
2: Here in Columbus. Here just in right Columbus. down the street.
0: We got lots to talk about with you because, well, why don't you tell us what your, pra- tell the world what your practice is. And by the way, there's millions of listeners to this, so don't be, millions. don't be nervous. <laughs> don't get nervous.
2: Okay, great. Um, so we are lawyers for students and lawyers for educators. So our firm focuses on anything student rights related and educator right related. Um, So K through 12 students, we work with um, parents and families needing special education assistance with their schools Um, and I work with college level students. So students accused of academic misconduct, code of conduct violations, title IX, sexual assault type stuff, um, but all administrative at the college level.
0: Got gotcha. you. Now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna cover some of the boring stuff first. It's not boring, okay. but you know we're gonna get into the good college related stuff in a second. Sex, yeah. sex, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Me too. Uh, no, the uh, it, it, this this hits home because I've had experience with IEPs, and you you mentioned like the K through 12, and helping people get uh, with that academic type stuff on in the public schools. Um, and you know, th- there's a dearth. You know what that word means, Jeff? Mm-mm. A gap. dearth. I know what dearth means. A dearth of lawyers. (laughs) I think a dearth of lawyer means there's a lack of attorneys. There are very few who actually do this stuff. So to get IEPs and individual education plans or programs, what is it? Plans. Plans. Okay. Uh, Sometimes the schools, I mean, it's this cat and mouse game. You almost feel like I've talked to people who are actually fighting it. I've had very close friends who have to go fight to get help and programs and assistance. And uh and whatever from the schools and, and and they didn't even know where to go there were no attorneys they had advocates i guess Somebody yeah was an advocate. and we
2: have we have advocates at our firm too so um we try to start people out at the advocate level they can obviously bill lower than an attorney rate uh so a lot of times it's more reasonable i don't know
0: you should bill more <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: more but, <laughs> more more. well that's a good option though for people
2: yeah that can't necessarily yeah. get to the step of an attorney and there's there's a benefit of bringing an advocate and not an attorney um, because then the school doesn't have to get their attorney involved necessarily
0: oh, yeah wow. and I think there is this connotation. you bring in a lawyer you tend to you know that can scorch the earth maybe
2: right right
0: particularly if you get the wrong one right yeah
2: and we try to I mean we understand people aren't gonna just pick up and move to a different school district um, so we really try to be the voice Of the parents and the student, but within reason. So we know what a school should be doing, has to be doing, um, and we can communicate that to the parent as well. So it's, and it's not just special education related because a lot of our stuff is actually just suspension, um, expulsion defense. But when we get a kiddo in with, you know, a suspension or facing an expulsion and we say, well, wait a minute, are you on an IEP? Uh, Then you have a whole different set of protections Mm -hmm. and a whole different process that we can take them through
0: yeah and that's it's so inside boy there's a lot to talk about there with respect to the ieps and education here's here's what i have seen talking just to parents in the community i'm not going to say which community my kids go to school Although it's probably known by now but it it, you know people have a tendency i think parents have a tendency i think just to say the schools will take care of it you know it, it just is what it is they trust the schools to just do what needs to be done and and you know, I, I don't like that for all sorts of reasons. I think the education has to start at home, but beyond that, a lot of times the school's interest either doesn't align with what you want, or they don't have the funding, or they say they don't have the funding. You feel like they're doing everything they can, but maybe they're not, or I guess parents don't even know what they could have right, and, what
2: their rights are,
0: and what their rights are. Yeah. And having gone through IEP meetings. You walk in, Jeff, they give you this big stack. They give you this big thing. It's like this disclosure. And I'm an attorney, right? And I'm looking at this, and everybody's in the room, and I'm, I'm leafing through this. And I just start laughing. They're like, what? And I was like, I'm not going to read this.
2: <laughs> While everyone's sitting there watching you. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> it's like, we just want you to sign that you've received this. It's like, yeah, I got it. But now, and, and honestly, let me, let me say this. The school district where I am, they have been awesome. Good. And they're very, very good about it. But I've talked to other school uh, people working with other school districts. Jeff, we know somebody very close who had to go through this, and it was a horrible experience. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a dogfight at mm-hmm. every level, every yeah. single level. Just to schedule something was a mess.
2: Right, and it changes every year too, or throughout the year. You know, if your kiddo has a different challenge or a new something comes up, um, you know, then you can call another IEP meeting and revisit it. So
0: yeah,
1: um,
2: or you have a series of you know a good three or four years, and then your kid hits middle school or your kid hits high school, and it's a whole different set of teachers and you know ways to study and things like that.
0: A new team, new people. But haven't I tried to refer – this is before you – I knew that you were – probably before you were – I don't know. Anyway, it was before I knew that you were doing this stuff. But I remember looking for an attorney for somebody, and I couldn't find it. I actually kicked around in this very space, in the studio. I actually talked about why don't we create a school practice down in the basement of our building Yeah, because it just – there's a dearth yeah there's a dearth I'm
2: there's gonna a, fill that dearth you're yeah gonna
1: fill the
0: dirt no it's a it's a it's a needed it's a needed service for all sorts of people and I guess I would just say to again to the millions of listeners across the world at least those that are here in Columbus Ohio uh, and I'm sure all of Ohio you, you oh, practice, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you don't take for granted what's going on with the schools you can get advice and you should get advice and even a phone call or a meeting or a consultation, uh, I think would be very valuable having, like I said, helped others and gone through that process. Um, there, There's a tendency to feel like you're rocking the boat in your community and you shouldn't, you just want to get along. And like you said, you're not leaving the school district, so you want to get along with people, right. but if they don't give you what you're entitled to get and you got to fight and it turns contentious, things get, things get weird. So a good attorney, I think can help, I guess, uh, bridge the gap and, 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 you know, mend the fences. Right. And I know
1: you have a number of attorneys there. Do you focus, like, does each person have, like you said, colleges? Right. Is that what you focus on? Yeah, so everyone has has a lane.
2: Yeah, so we have three attorneys that do K-12 through mainly um, in special education. We have an advocate that only does special education, and then you guys know Morgan Masters. Um, She helps our educators out, so if they're facing license issues with ODE, she'll come in and... Prep them for their hearings and go through their investigations with them.
0: Now this advocate let me let me just cover one more thing. An advocate. I know I know what an advocate is because again, Jeff, our our mutual connection had an advocate that helped her deal with this stuff. Right. And the advocate was not a lawyer. I actually had questions about whether she was allowed to be doing what she was doing, but no. <laughs> uh, the the advocate was helping her through the process of the IEP, the legal stuff, everything that she was entitled to have, not entitled to have, and she would go and advocate, I suppose. At these meetings with uh, with the school and with everybody there, um, and you said you have one of those,
2: right? So yeah, the the advocacy world from my kind of outside perspective, because again, I don't really get involved in our K through twelve too much. Um, it is kind of another wild, wild west arena, um, kind of like at the college level, because. Our, our advocate is super qualified. She was a former school psychologist. She you know, yeah. is, has experience writing IEPs. That's all she did. That's what she went to school for. Um, but there's a lot of advocates out there who are maybe parents who have gone through it themselves with their own kiddos and then have mm-hmm. learned, okay, here's who you talk to. Here's what you need to say. Here needs, you know, what needs to be in an IEP and can advise them that way. Um, you know, obviously they can't Advise them on the law, but they can, you know, say, okay, go here and look at this, or here I can read you (laughs) what the law says. Um, But there's a whole other level, too. So if you can't get um, services or whatever you need at the school level you can um, file for a due process complaint so that's what our attorneys would then get involved in in doing that
0: and that's just sort of basic administrative law you start on the administrative level and then when you file like you said due process now you're ending up in courts and letting right. judges decide if the administrative rules were followed is that right. sort of how that works yeah 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 and you know you're entitled to a hearing there's all sorts of other protections we don't need to get into that That nuance of it but
2: yeah come on let's talk about sex
0: let's talk about (laughs) sex uh no i mean this comes up all the time you know jeff uh we over the years i have i have represented folks in suspension hearings in high schools i have represented folks in what i call mickey mouse court in colleges and kangaroo court in public universities
1: it always made me nervous because you go in there not knowing (laughs) the rules of play you (laughs) know what i mean and you kind of I mean, we're attorneys, so we like to hear ourselves talk. We like to, you know, hey, client, sit down, shut up, let me do the talking. And that's the opposite from my experience, especially at the college level. Right. Yeah.
0: No, it's, 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 look, if you get in trouble in college and you got to go in front of the J board or whatever they call it, um, I mean, (laughs) the J board, we used to call it the the college of Worcester, we called it, oh, you got a J board, man. You got to go to the J board. Wait, were
2: you in a fraternity? Is that, that's what I thought they called Fraternity like boards the J board. And... No, our okay.
0: our student discipline setup or whatever the hell it is. It, at Worcester was called the J board.
2: Oh, I have a judicial,
0: judicial board. Judicial yeah, board, yeah. J board. You're going to the J board, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I got I never had to go. I don't think.
1: Uh, I don't I don't think we had that. I mean, you met I met with like the head of housing for some a few options <laughs> or a few mistakes
3: I made,
0: but You had uh, it. Oh, they all I, I never went from a board or like no. You never got in trouble big enough, or you never gotten super deep, double secret trouble. Well, to I've go been to i sit am sitting here listening. I never I knew that there would
3: be attorneys for K through twelve. Yeah, how I'm about just that. I'm just gonna say that I yeah. never I never thought of that. I'm sad. I was sitting here listening, and I'm like, what exactly is going on here? I know it's like you said that you just leave it up to the school. Everybody thinks you, and
0: that's such right? a great question. See, that's awesome, because that here's the thing. Here's what everybody thinks. It's like, I'm, my I'm getting My dad in was trouble. just like,
3: well, smack him in the head. Kick his
2: ass,
0: right? Whack him. They it's hit. different now. Well, Wait, we, down, we can get involved for
2: that kind of case, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it, it's like, I, I, how many parents do we have? And I can think of one just recently who is was a, a, a professional, too, who knew, had worked with schools, and, and the thought was, I'll just go cooperate. I'll just go tell them what happened. I'll just go... Uh, you know, I'll just go and, and we'll just come clean with everything. And I'm and I'm telling them, I'm like, listen, you know, don't.
2: Right. I, I mean, I even have I have a specific case right now where um, the students, both parents are, you know, 30 year attorneys. I mean, they're very experienced and they're throwing, you know, words around like circumstantial evidence and, you know, hearsay. And I can't mm. they can't convict him on this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's, we're under that's the court the, of law here. Well, and that's the completely wrong language, too, to use with a school because, you know, your kid wants to stay in school. Um, and so to a degree, you need to cooperate, but also you need to, to be on the defense because you're going to have a serious life interruption if you get expelled.
0: Yeah, it mm-hmm. sucks. and you know you you mentioned what you your strategy on it is exactly how we would handle it uh, even in a criminal case it's like you don't go in throwing flames like you can't right. prove this nan 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 nah, nah. this is bullshit <laughs> man you can't do it because they can and they are and they will and then what you know your your kids sitting at home with you for the next uh, 9 weeks or right. whatever right and is. you
2: can sue but okay well maybe in 2 years you'll be reinstated yeah. i mean that's not going to give you right. immediate relief
0: right your kids i mean that you don't get that time back right, right. so it's but you, you, there's so many parents. Jared would just say, "You know, discipline my kid, or I'll just cooperate. and It'll be okay." But they don't realize. Or then they'll come back and they'll call and they'll say, "I'll say what happened." And they're like, "He got expelled. What do we do?" And I'm like, well.
3: "How many? How many kids get expelled?" Like more kids? than you think. I mean, no. I'm just- is there is there an average what's your what's your take on it?
2: Oh my gosh. Is uh, there well an average? <laughs> well <laughs> we built a, a ten. We built an entire firm no, with six attorneys doing school law. Doing so school I mean, law. yeah. yeah. I was always that.
3: able to negotiate my own way out before I went too far. Those we days come are to an done, agreement. Those days yeah. are done. done. They're done. And I was just thinking, I mean, out of everybody I ran with, none of them ever got expelled. Yeah. My, you know, and tr- I wasn't the cleanest crew. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. Was, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. i would thinking about all the stuff that I did. Well, came K- I mean, that's just I'm thinking changing. to myself, like, man, yeah, but did people, but what but people have doing? pictures
2: of it? Did yeah, people, yeah, you uh, know, yeah, post uh, it out on is, social media? That's, so a that's, that's a whole, that's a whole different yeah. layer. Yeah, boom. I,
0: I showed, I, maybe I, I showed my 15 year old. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I, I showed somebody who was a school age kid. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, and he he was asking me on the way to school the other day. It's like dad when you were in school did teachers really show up at your at your house because mr hand showed up at uh spicoli's house at the end to go through like uh mr Spicoli you have wasted exactly 10 hours of my time yeah. so i am yeah. here to waste your time on like the dance night but it, it, it's like it's different back then man i mean you could say like there was a lot more discretion there
3: was a lot of things that were different
0: and you could you could get away a lot more and i think in a lot of ways it was better but it's become so formalized that now I think there's this fear of treating somebody differently than somebody else, so everybody is fit into this model, and you got to go. They got to follow that model, otherwise, for fear of some lawyer. I hate lawyers. Some fear of some lawyers suing them, uh, like the parents you're talking yeah, I was about. Say
2: liability, and also I think you know part of our problem is getting the word out about yeah, you can have an attorney for these different proceedings and all of that, but it's because we have you know our our age parents now are like well i got away with that when i was a kid yeah, yeah.
3: that's yeah. The, that's the guess yeah so what is like one of the number one things that you've k through 12 oh i'd that say you, that you've got a um, is, is, it, is it violence is it fighting is it what, what is sex pics oh my guess. My is it? gosh i k don't through 12 yeah, K not. through 12
2: yeah, there's. Oh yeah, we got sexting all the time. The, the,
1: the, well, the, I guess twelve. Pics, yeah. I, I I jumped right to kindergarten. But
0: I've, how many? If we had up there in, in junior high, <laughs> yeah. shooting picks back and forth, we've oh, had yeah, that's dozens right.
3: and dozens. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say that before you get to middle school, a lot of that's gonna be just some problems that you probably need to find with the child, some mental issues that that, that are going on there. But then once you get, because I mean, once you're a teenager, you're a teenager. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And once you turn into a jackass, I mean, then it's yeah. <laughs> we're... I that's mean, I think smart. it's
2: probably still the same behavior. I mean, minus the social media and pictures, you know, element. But, you know, fighting, we get guns in schools. We get, well, that's probably a newer thing. But um, the fighting and um, harassing or bullying or, yeah. um, gosh, I don't know.
1: Do you have uh, issues with kids not showing up for school? We Do don't get that a lot. That?
2: Okay. We don't get that a lot because if if we are on the verge of some, like, Absentee problem, it's usually because we're trying to work it in with on the special ed side. So, okay, gotcha. let's get an IEP or something. Let's figure out why this kid isn't going to school and get accommodations. What is, what is for IEP that. again?
3: Indiv-
2: individualized education plan. Okay.
3: It's the, it's the, uh, when yeah, you, got, you guys were slinging that out early on there and I was, uh, I was, a, I was trying to get it in know. there. I was trying to register it.
0: It's, it's when you get pulled out of school or you pull out of class to go with the special ed folks. Like we call it. Is it, it really that? I yeah. mean, there's
3: a lot of
1: people with IEPs there's, that are far it, from it can special. Be, I mean, I'm, I'm
0: giving him a simplified explanation, but yeah. yes, I mean that's that. Now it, to get that, like when we were in school, nobody had IEPs. You just need you go to the blue room and get special help yeah. or whatever it is. But,
1: well, like right. when and I was well, in law school, they had kids that got extra time. Yeah, for that's, a, you yeah guys have that? that's
2: an accommodation. Yeah, yeah, that's an accommodation. Um, but you know, some of it can be okay. This person needs uh, you know, a one-on-one aid, or this person needs um you know obviously the extra time on exams i mean it can be the transportation it can be just a anything throughout the day to and that
1: would be called an IEP
2: well okay I just have to like put a caveat out there I don't do this
1: okay in our no, the so <laughs> I'm just like okay what's
2: that intake oh what's that you know case coming in um but no an IEP I mean there's got to be a diagnosis of something there um before you can get into the IEP gotcha. world but you again you can make accommodations for transportation for um bathrooms for we, we try to say I the, Indiv- individualized education is not a place so trying to get um you know students back in a, a regular classroom rather than sending them to the blue room yeah. um mm. there can be you know social emotional aspects yeah. to it too
1: they have that at my kid's school they have i don't know blue room. A blue room it's it's like a calm down room so they'll take you to this room and it's like you know, got beanbag chairs and stuff like that, and people calm down.
0: See, I, you oh. know, I, I, yeah. I don't know what I think of all this, but it, it's like <laughs> I'm sometimes serious. I've really? seen it.
1: Yeah, I was like, "What's that
0: room for?" A, it a looked like <laughs> it looked like a hippie it's room. It's like you sit in the corner <laughs> on okay. your toes. It <laughs> looked like people are smoking weed in
1: there. It's like a hippie room. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What's that?" Maybe it's they still have was like diffusers oh, and the, things. Yeah. My daughter's like, "That's a calm down room." Do they have I'm a chalkboard? Like, oh, really?
0: Do they have a chalkboard where you draw a circle that's a little bit higher than your nose, so you have to stand on your tippy toes and put your nose in the circle? Mm-mm.
1: Oh
3: my gosh! That's what I have had to stand in the corner yeah. of a room. Yeah, corner I mean, of a closet. You know, do, 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 no, well, do, I, I've been we've been threatened with the closet. Stand in the corner. We had to go stand in the corner. Yeah, this is rural southern uh, Missouri, though it's a little bit different right there in the Arkansas border. Oh, I was son- back, hey. back when yeah. I mean, we we got paddled. We got you know mm-hmm. down to like you said. They'd call my dad, and he'd be like, "Well, smack him again." Yeah, he probably deserves it.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> And based on what
2: you're telling us, you might have. Yeah, I got
0: paddled. Yeah. Did you ever get paddled? Yet? I'm talking no. like the board, like the full on no. whack. The entire school hears it. Board. I never got paddled. By what? My...
2: Wait a minute. Well, I I was never getting in trouble as a. Well, student. did anybody else?
0: Or <laughs> I never ever? got paddled.
3: I
1: got I got in trouble. I didn't. I don't think I was a troublemaker. But I mean, I you know had my share of trouble. I never got paddled. That was not around at all.
0: We had boards. So and yeah. there, there were like a, there was a handful of teachers, usually one to three, who were the the executioners and if if like one of the teachers who's not the executioner needed an executioner i'm going to go get mr whoever and we're going to get him down here and we're going to take care of this so you'd stand in the hallway wait and then you hear the you could hear it all reverberating throughout the hallways the whack and everybody's like oh my god somebody got whacked and uh did the kids scream dude you gotta be cool and tough you can't scream will the girls ever get whacked not like the guys did i'm sure you never saw a girl get whacked. With I a cannot paddle? think of one girl ever getting whacked. I can't yeah. think of one. Mm 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 mm. Yeah. Very sexist. It was all us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I got whacked one time. I think seventh grade. Wait,
2: did you go to a Catholic school?
0: No, it was public wow. school. Big one. Big one of public school system. I got what whacked. year did you graduate wow. from high
1: school? Uh, like nineteen
2: twenty. I mean, nineteen eighty-eight. I
1: graduated high 88, school. Eighty-eight. Oh okay. My gosh. All right. I graduated yeah. one. You're probably around my. Yeah, oh,
2: I was 'o three. School, oh, you
0: okay. I'm older. Yeah, I remember my buddy. He was going to get whacked.
2: Wow, you didn't think you were older than me,
0: Jeff? I I thought we were about the no. same age.
2: Well, we are. Old about, we're two years.
1: You you are different. about the same age, right? <laughs> two years. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought we've been lawyers the same amount of time. I don't know. <laughs> you you look younger than me. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I've okay. been I've Thank been through you. it. Yeah. 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 Well, you do criminal defense. It takes its toll on you. In a lot of ways, it's a good transition. That's what you do too. Because yeah, that
2: was my background. Yep. Yep.
1: And if we're in this school setting kind of to go to the sex thing, it's like you commonly see, I guess, with what we see today in society, these situations where maybe a student takes a, you know, a, a female or male home and has a little fun. And then the next morning regrets it. And now you're sort of dealing with Well, that's with college. What's, the before aftermath. we
0: go there, let me let me just say this. there's a There's a whole different component getting to the criminal defense side of it that people call me all the time and they're like, well... Uh, I was in the office, and I st- and they want to talk to him, and you know, it's just the the principal. And I was like, no, it's not. Who else is there? And they're like, well, no, it's just the principal. I was <laughs> like, who else? And eventually, it comes out. There's a cop there. There's a school resource officer. We never had no school resource right. officers where I come from. If the a cop at school, it was because there was a big problem. Um, it wasn't, or there we was like a officers. Or <laughs> Same kind <laughs> to of to keep nonsense. the kids off drugs. Yeah, well, that didn't work. Yeah, that that at least weed, where I was. It's a gateway. The gateway to, I don't know. I, time. The g- gateway to a good <laughs> time. Uh, no, but now there's resource officers. So, right? you know, this, it, I get a call now and they want it, we always have to, well, this will transition neatly into what we're doing. But the, whenever I do criminal defense work and whenever I'm dealing with a student, and a lot of times even an adult who's got a job or some somebody we're going to say a government job where they have this big trouble and the trouble has somehow overlapped with their position at work or school. And we have to decide how the hell do you handle that? Because on the one hand, if it's the if the trouble's big enough, uh, the standard criminal defense advice is keep your mouth shut, don't talk. You right. cannot talk to anybody. But and you have a right not to talk. But in the student side or the school side, if you don't talk, you they throw you out. And it's like this: you got a lot of times you end up in this impossible scenario. Um, how do you Kobayashi. handle it? the Kobayashi scenario? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, so a lot of cases that come to us are either, you know, referrals from other criminal defense attorneys that are representing a student in the court, because a lot of times that's a lot faster than Mm -hmm. what the college is doing. Um, And then we come in maybe even after a case is done. I have one. I was at OU yesterday and the the case, the criminal case had been wrapped up since March and OU just got a hold of a police report. And now the kid's in trouble for something that happened in March.
1: It starts with the school, though. It's fast.
2: Once it starts, it yeah. can be. I always try. I mean, in typical defense fashion, I try to slow it down yeah, a little bit. that's the key. Um, you know, oh hey, my schedule doesn't work for that right. date. You know, in three days. But if I got but, like
1: a jury trial and a rape, I've had situations before where like this. oh they won't stop. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were like next week we want to set it. Well, can we continue it? Uh, you can continue it like the next week, but right. no further. Right. Gonna, Two
0: you, days. You can have yeah. 48 hours
2: right. just to get your,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah the this.
2: classic line is our investigation is completely separate and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you're doing on the criminal side. So you could be even, you know, in a diversion program or getting a dismissal on the criminal side and the school's still moving forward yeah. with their yeah. part of the investigation. Um, so wait, what was the original question? The original
0: question is do, like, we have this sort of this conflict of, of ideals because the school will say you have to cooperate And if you don't we're just going to go go right through without you and we're going to kick you out or like jobs often will say you're if you don't talk to us and cooperate in the investigation you're just fired you're done or if you do cooperate and provide information well now you're making statements that can be used against you in a criminal side and and you know i've always weighed i've actually had this conversation many times i mean if i'm dealing with some underage drinker who's got an ohio state underage drinking problem Mm -hmm. on campus and it's their first one um, I don't care if they go talk and cooperate right. because they're probably not getting kicked. That's out what there. I
2: was gonna say. De- definitely depends on the level yes. of infraction. There's so, a scale. yeah, when you're talking about drinking, <clears throat> I mean, I think Jeff, you sent one over to us um a while ago where the criminal side was going on at the same time the school side was, yeah. and you know we we made a decision to just on the school side to mitigate um, and say, hey, yeah. I'm going to talk about some aspects of this. I actually had the students say that's still pending in court and I can't talk about it. And it was actually received really well the way we presented it to the school and they, they didn't ask any follow up questions. They said, okay, we get it. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it was more mitigation. We talked about all the good things the students doing yeah. and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. And that, that works out great. But what if it's a rape case? Right. Right. You know, now, you know, and I've been over there at Ohio state, uh, sitting with a kid who's accused of rape and I'm looking at this like, this is not good. I mean, he's going to, he's gonna have to go cooperate or get thrown out. And many times I've just withdrawn from school. I've had the kids just say, well, I was going to say,
2: you you just have to do a balance. Okay. I'm looking at prison time or I'm looking at getting kicked out of my school. I'd yeah. probably rather not do prison time, you know?
0: And is there, I've always felt that there was a benefit to just withdrawing from school, even though I know the discipline records are still there. And, and a lot of times I've had schools continue to go through with the discipline, even though my client has withdrawn from school and gone back to New Jersey or whatever. Uh, They still go through and they still uh, have the hearings and and, and kick them out or do whatever uh, for later. But I always, I just like, just get out of this mess. You do not need to be involved in this because it's a bad enough case on the criminal side that you don't have a choice.
1: Yeah. Um, And I don't think the folks understand like what that process is at schools because it's very, it's strange. For starters, you could have a lawyer or an advocate sitting with you during these hearings but technically, the student's supposed to do all the talking, right?
2: Right. So at most schools, you can have an advisor, an outside attorney come in. Some schools, you know, private universities limit that. So I have cases going on right now at private universities where I'm basically ghostwriting everything. The school has like, no... Like, this is what to say. Yeah, the school has no idea I'm involved at all. So I'm just gotcha. like privately now, advising. Now, the client? What's
0: the school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and I've done that before, too. Where I've had it where I've waited outside the room, sort of like a grand jury where they come out and they ask me questions. I say, Yeah, ask them. Oh, you're nice.
2: I'm like, call me. (laughs) uh,
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's total nonsense. I mean, there is no, I I hate to impugn the justice systems at our various schools, but they are not, in my humble opinion. Well, uh, the board is a lot of times made up by students, right?
2: Um, Typically on sexual assault cases, like Title IX cases, they might do a faculty-only board. Um, Some schools allow students on that board, too. Um, sometimes a lot of mine I've adjudicated with just a hearing officer. So just mm-hmm. somebody from student conduct that you wasn't have that choice, right? You ha- you have those choices yeah. at most of the schools. Um, so, and, and a lot of times if it's really fact intensive, I like just having one person hearing mm-hmm. it because I, I usually think that one person's actually going to read everything, oh, um, yeah. and follow it all rather than a board may say, okay, I'm going to rely on my neighbor to, you know, maybe read yeah. that page and I'm not going to read that as close. That's a good,
0: yeah. That's probably right. Interesting. Now, is it uh, there is a difference between public and private schools? uh, And then we're going to get into the 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 good stuff. But what's uh, what's your experience dealing with public or private, and what's better, what's worse?
2: So I think that's probably going to start changing soon with new regs coming out where private schools are going to be having to give you more due process rights but um, right now at a public university I mean again just practicing in Ohio um, you know typically you're allowed to have an advisor there you're allowed to cross examine Um, there used to be I don't I mean some schools still do this but it was more on the private school side a single investigator model where there was a single investigator you they that person was interviewing all the parties and witnesses, and they would go back and forth so sometimes you you know a kid would have six interviews because they found out new stuff from this witness and would come back oh. then they'd prepare a report you would never get the opportunity for a hearing they'd prepare a report and they'd say here's your discipline here's our finding here's our discipline
0: yeah, so hmm. here's the deal this is this is like this is good stuff we've talked about this before it's like everybody says, well. Uh, it's my right to free speech, like Colin Kaepernick, he has a right to free speech. Well, he doesn't in the NFL setting, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, the NFL can do whatever they want. Uh, the, it, you, when you talk about those kind of rights, like due process rights, you're talking about constitutional rights, only the government can, that only protects you from the government, not others. And then, so private universities typically didn't have those kind of due process protections where you had rights to confront your accusers, even in a, in a really watered down way, you couldn't even do it, you just got a report. Um, where you had rights to show up, where you had rights to actually present evidence or or talk on your own behalf. I mean, there was nothing historically, at least it sounds like that might be changing, but there's been nothing historically that requires private universities to do that because they're not the government acting. Now, a state university, like Ohio State, they have to give you due process. And if they don't, then there's a, a civil rights problem. And that's when you end up in court and you go challenge everything. But, you know, that's why uh, and it can be good. It can be bad. I've had cases in private universities I've been able to sort of rug sweep because there is no real record or anything going on. I mean, they want them they want the tuition. Uh, but in mm-hmm. the university side, it gets more formal or the public university side, it gets more formal. It gets more uh, uh, bec- and because you have rights, it's more formal and if there's a record, it's more known and they have they have to have consistency. so anything.
2: Well, and I've had parents and students say, gosh, if I would have read my school's <clears throat> code of conduct, uh, I, I might not have gone here. And I'm like, well, you probably would have because yeah. you would have said, hey, that's never going to apply to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now that they're in trouble, they're realizing, oh my gosh, how limited they are and you know, how they can go through this process. You know, A lot of private universities won't even allow an advisor that's outside of the university yep. um, you know, community. So you have to have a professor or another student or um, somebody on staff at the university to represent you.
0: Yeah, I represented somebody at Cap University Law School one time who was accused of uh, uh, honors code stuff, cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I knew all these players, right, because I had gone there. And I was talking to one of these professors sort of outside the – just a conversation outside the process. And, you know, that individual was very courteous and nice and sort of told me what, uh, what they were going to do and what to expect. And the guy turned like a viper. We get, oh, in, really? we get into the hearing. He was oh a viper. Gosh. I mean, uh, flat out. I mean, everything changed completely. His demeanor changed. I just got the sense he wanted to play lawyer and he started picking it apart. And I was, I stopped. I was like, wait a minute. This is not what we discussed. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, well, I do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just showed. And that was a private university. They can do it. They can do whatever yeah. they want. You know, they can yeah. just do it. it and doesn't most matter. of
3: this is just to keep the student at the school. Am I correct on this? Yeah. yeah,
2: or or keep a clean record. You know, when I get a freshman, you know, even at Ohio State, that has an academic misconduct hearing, if we can attack that first one, because chances are in this day and age, you know, if you get one your freshman year, you may be called back in there your junior or senior year, and then you're really facing separation from the university, so suspension or expulsion. So why do up...
1: you say chances are? Just because they're going to label you that kind of person? Well,
2: and... I no, I just think that with all the um, – websites out there oh, and okay. y- you're just you know the group me chats i things guess i was like still that. in
1: like the old school like looking on somebody's paper but there's so much like people oh yeah selling stuff there's still
2: that but yeah. it's more of the students i get in for the academic stuff it's more of hey i found this answer on this website that i subscribe to and oh. you know three people gave the same answer and the answer was wrong. I'm like, well, first of all, cancel your subscription because the answers are wrong. <laughs> uh, subscribe um, to
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you so, imagine how easy it would be to cheat now?
2: Well, and you know what I've heard too is students tell me, if every if you think everybody else is using these outside sources and these things they're not allowed to use, you feel pressure then to use those as well sure. because yeah. you're kind of behind on the know. eight ball. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they're good they're getting the advantage. Right. I'm just level in the playing field here. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess I never thought of that. It's like you get an essay question or something and you have your, I mean, do they, are they, do they lock your laptops now so you can't have internet while you're taking tests? I mean, they take tests on computers now, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, and online classes, you know, they have software that's actually videoing you while you take it and then they will flag you if your eyes move, you know, over here or Holy if you're taking, t- yeah, it's it's, it's really so intense. So you,
0: you need a mirror. You need a series of there mirrors. So it's, 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 it doesn't show back behind the the mirrors. Guys. Or I've had, I've something. had
2: cases where my, you know, my clients accused of just straight up hiring somebody else to take to their take online the, you know exam and then they're tracking IP addresses. So they're saying, okay, well, we have all these logins from India.
0: No.
1: Were
2: you in India the same day you checked in, you know, physically in this class? No, but
0: there was a Time Warner truck outside my apartment. <laughs> And I, they must have been doing something.
2: Well, and I've heard now too there's these like, I'm so not a tech person, but there's these supercomputers where you can like log in using someone else's IP address. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I've had students say, well, no, I was using a supercomputer and I don't know what IP address they were talking about. But then the IP address is linked to like a tutoring program, you know, somewhere else. Um, Or, you know, they track IP addresses to say, oh, well, you have a login in California and you have a login in Ohio. And, you know, I've had clients actually tell me, yeah, because I was going back and forth from Ohio to California, visiting my family or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. But, you know, then kangaroo court, you're like, how do I (laughs) be
1: like, hey, show up.
0: Well that's the, just it. How do writing. I prove it? Bring you have
1: pencils. You you,
2: you you're not believe supposed to have the burden the of proof, but I mean you you're do. basically yeah, you yeah, do. have to prove your innocence.
0: Because they don't believe you otherwise. They, if you're there, they don't believe you. So all Whatever right. Whatever happened to number two pencils on the little bubbles. On the blue books? <laughs> Scantron? Seems, Seems like they that. stuff C, Scantron tests.
1: I mean C. I assume the ACT is it still I don't Scantron? Know. I
2: think it is. I don't think you have to use specifically number two pencils anymore though. I think I you can like use any, any type of pencil. Any type of I pencil to yeah. get it done? I think I've heard that, Yep.
0: Okay. I used to have a So pattern. they've advanced their Scantrons. I used to have a used pattern. to be, you to be, just to be guess. number two. It's like A, C, E,
3: F, A, E, C, B, C, D. C, 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 <laughs> C, C, C. My mom, that's your some, best bet. my mom had some theory about that's, that, and I think it was bet. C. C. She was like, that's if you
1: don't know, just pick C. And be consistent with it. Yeah. Don't go like C and then A and then D. So like blackjack, always follow yeah. the same just, protocol. Just right? go to C. Yep. Yeah.
0: Now we had a teacher. He had these. They were bubble tests. So multiple guessers, and and he had he had the key where he had put taken a hole punch and punched out on his little piece of cardstock, mm-hmm. so he could lay it over top of your answer sheet, and he would circle if he could see whether you got it right or yeah. wrong. Right. Oh, that's yeah. genius. No, it was a horrible idea because I learned quickly. All you have to do is fill them all in. <gasps> And you get an A every time. Oh
2: my gosh! Yeah, no. or
0: or and then you got caught. Yeah, she got away with that. Yes, no. people got caught. Would you be that. able to actually see this whole thing like, yeah. filled so out? So a <laughs> couple people got caught, but then what do you do? If you're down to two, you fill both of them in, and you could get it doesn't it's not so obvious could, looking get, at it. You could get through because he would buzz through them in, in yeah. seconds. He would buzz yeah. through them. Oh my Yeah, gosh. he had to change his policy on that one. I think after a while, I mean, it, it was just too easy. So if you if you if you are down to like a so if or c, so that kind of stuff c. is going on at our schools. Think about, I guess,
1: what's oh, going on, so on now advanced, with this technology. Right? Yeah. No, I never did that. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: wait, I think else. you
2: said, I think uh, you I just, said j- I that was that. just to make yeah. the story a little bit more right. yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, I am sure the testing with the internet. I mean, imagine how creative you could get getting answers.
2: Oh, yeah. or you leave the room, go to the bathroom, and check Google. I mean that that's happened too, where people have said, "Hey, so and so got up and went to the bathroom, and he had his phone out." Okay, then that mm-hmm. triggers an investigation. What were you doing on your phone? Blah, so you blah, have blah. to
0: stash your phone in the
1: bathroom. Well, right, doing, or leave it
2: in your pocket. They're right.
1: doing like a comedy clubs now, like the bag. Or have you guys been to any events where they do the bag? That's probably what they're going to have to start doing. Yeah. Where everybody just gets a your A6
0: bag, put your no, phone you in there. It, you then can't
3: you have your just phone until you're it, you you stash it. You stash it. Leave it in your pocket. You, you,
0: look, right. you, you just smuggle it in. What are they going to do? Check your crotch area for your phone?
2: Yeah, so you get a, a pat down, down before you pants. come into
1: the, uh, you, to well, the you test. You can't take a piss or shit during the test, man. Sorry. Just like you did with your mom No, that, No, that's
2: actually, that is, we've had that case before where the professor said, you cannot leave the room. You cannot use the restroom. And we had a client who had a medical reason that he needed to go up and yeah. use the restroom.
1: Yeah. Diarrhea is not a medical reason. No, this was a medical <laughs> reason.
2: And you know what happened? So they, you know, accused him of academic misconduct for, you know, violating the syllabus rules or the test rules by going yeah. to the bathroom. He he went through the process by himself without uh. an advisor, attorney, parents, nothing. Um, and, you know, thinking, gosh, this is so stupid with, you know, the bathroom. Yeah, I got nothing to hide. Right. And they suspended him for oh. a semester, I think. And then um, the class he needed to take it wasn't offered until like the whole next year. So essentially, his suspension was, it was like a year. Yeah, because that was the only I class he needed. Over. So then you can file an appeal, and we got him on appeal, and and got a little better of a result. But
0: yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. I can't imagine that policy would hold up. But you know, maybe they have to escort you to the bathroom.
2: Well, well, but you know what? If he was, if he had registered with the Office of Disability Services at his school for that reason, yeah, then he would have get, been given an accommodation to be yeah. able to use the restroom.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. So, and maybe that's the that's the reason why you should have your IEP when you start young. And I've had this come up too, where people let their IEPs go, and then they get to college or whatever, and they don't have these accommodations anymore, and it gets sort of sticky like that. They right. have, they have issues, but right. all right. So, what is the biggest problem on or that you deal with on campus these days with kids screwing up?
2: I'd say most of my calls are academic misconduct, but my bigger cases are title nine,
0: title nine sex, sex cases. Yep. What is title nine?
2: So title nine is, um, people frequently refer to it as like why we have to have, um, same sports teams for each gender, same number of sports teams. So, um, it's, you know, gender specific that you have to be free of harassment based on your gender. Um, At school. Now, it's different than Title
0: VII, which is at work and and in private employment. So now this is the this is the other side of the due process. This is where do like you have constitutional rights over here. If the government can't impede your constitutional rights, then the federal government, for all sorts of reasons I may or may not agree with, has enacted all sorts of other law that says that governs private conduct. And that is what you're talking about. Title nine.
2: Right. And so um, that's why the it, the regulations are going to be changing here soon. But um, so you have this this law that says, OK, everybody can be free, you know, has to be free from um, harassment based on gender. And then it's up to the schools to kind of decide how to follow this. Right. So then you have these. Um, letters that came out to say okay here's the guidance here's what you need to do you need to do an investigation and you need to do it within this time frame and you need to provide these you know whatever um, rights to to both parties and and all of that so then you have schools who are interpreting that in different ways or they are interpreting it like overkill right yeah Um, so you know not to get into politics but I think that the pendulum is going to be Shifting a little more to not not defense focused or not protecting, you know, the respondents rights over the complainants, but just allowing for a more fair result. Mm. Um, So allowing cross-examination or or, you know, mandating cross-examination of your accuser and following all, you know, some of the things that the court system follows well this is
0: like uh the nightmare scenario this is this is this is my problem with this me too movement right because i have no problem if if you want to if somebody's been sexually abused or sexually assaulted man or woman i think the person who did it ought to be prosecuted ought to be thrown out of school whatever but it seems to me like you said the pendulum is shifting and i think that's a good thing but it seems to me that uh the me too has become this euphemism for we have to believe the allegation first and then act on it no matter Start what. by believing. That's yes. their, yeah. You start by believing. Oh, is people actually saying that?
2: Yeah. So that's a whole method of training these Title IX investigators for school is a start by believing method.
0: I'll well, tell really? me about that. This is, this is, okay. I didn't stuff. Know that. So okay. in other words, abandon any presumption of innocence. Start by believing. Start by mm-hmm.
2: believing and not to re-traumatize the complainant coming forward. So then you're already biased against the respondent because of this training and this, um, you know, the investigators at these universities go through a training, right? To investigate Title IX cases. And it's the whole like methodology. Start by believing.
0: In. By start by believing. So what they're doing is they're saying, "All right, a sexual assault happened. Now we're going to try to prove it."
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, I, I guess that's yeah. a question. Yeah. So if if the investigator sees inconsistencies in a story, <clears throat> when you say start by believing, do they just sit down and say, "Okay, I'm here for you. Right. I believe what happened." Okay, now can you tell me? Once they start hearing inconsistencies, are they trained to ask more questions about that, or are they just trained to say, "Oh, well"? Well, even though there's inconsistencies. I need to believe them. So,
2: yeah. Or they can write off why those inconsistencies are occurring so they can say, well, OK, they're they're traumatized in their brain. They're not remembering mm, this clearly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give them almost like a benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Gotcha. But if my client comes in with inconsistencies, that's a whole oh, big yeah, problem. Yeah, you bet. Right. <laughs> so
0: right. this is like I, I tried a a child alleged child rape case so a kitty rape we call those in the vernacular and it was a it was a guy who was accused of doing something with his uh daughter uh and the daughter was very very young and the allegation emerged like oh yeah there was a storm outside and the tree came alive and crashed through my window and a witch came down and told me that this was happening. i mean it was like nonsense like this and They they all believe everybody believed it. And I and I was in in my opening statement, we fortunately the case got dismissed, but my opening statement was gonna be, wait a minute, if this were a theft case, would anybody rely on this kind of testimony? If this were a any other type of case at all, would it even be in a courtroom? The answer is no, it would not. And if you start by believing, then you end up with absurd results. Right. You really do. Exactly. Exactly. And how much power are you giving to somebody to, to to ruin somebody else's world. I mean, it's really simple. I mean, look, kids particularly, I think, can throw accusations around in all sorts of ways without understanding the long-term consequences of doing it. So if you get dumped and you want to accuse your ex of
2: something, I'll say easy. most of my cases right now are they were consensual relationships that went south, and months later— um, you know, maybe still having some drama or, you know, the respondent is
0: on Facebook with somebody. Right. Else the
2: respondent started dating, you know, a sorority sister or something like that. And then we get this complaint filed and those are getting less
0: sexual assault.
2: Yeah. To oh, say, oh, man. yeah, we have this consensual relationship. But on this date, date. They
0: did
1: this destiny.
2: wasn't consensual. Well,
0: We just got hired on an appeal and uh, it is it is like this. I mean, it is. So I, I, I'm not going to go into the facts. Here's what it came down to. It's like you have the guy saying, all right, we had sex, and I didn't think that she didn't want to do it. I mean, there was no indication that she didn't want to do it. The girl saying she felt overwhelmed, overpowered, and afraid to say no. She leaves, and then four, five, three, four, five days later, makes an accusation. He gets charged with rape. And um, so, the, in in I guess for purposes of the discussion, I had this with somebody, and I was like, all right, so let's just take that all this is true. The guy doesn't know that she's saying no or the signals aren't clear or she doesn't say no or if she did say no she goes okay we can do it now um and then he has sex with her and then she later really it says the same thing the stories were the same um all things being equal what do you do mm. and to me that's an easy one right it's not guilty right you you can't you can't
2: Yeah, but on the school level, because they use such a low burden of proof, so they go by the preponderance of the evidence standard. It just means it it just needs to be more likely than not.
0: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. so. If you have a fifty
2: percent in a feather, yeah,
0: yeah, Mm -hmm. fifty percent in a feather. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, just because she had tea yesterday doesn't mean she wants tea today. Oh, I love the tea. The tea tea video. video? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, Now here's here's a funny. We did a focus group. Um, It was a it was a sex rape case. And we do these focus groups. I'll, I'll invite you one, to one of them. They're, they're pretty interesting. But the idea is we get a bunch of people in a room and we, sort of, we slowly feed them parcels of facts or little increments of facts. And the idea is if I just write rape on a piece of paper and put it in front of a group and get their input, then I would know immediately what the guttural reaction is of my jury um, without telling them anything else. Because that's really the first thing they hear. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the defendant here is accused of rape. And then you stop, mm. and you, you get to you, you ask everybody the react, or what they think immediately, and you write it down. And you, and you the next fact would be, uh, the, maybe the guy's age, or maybe the girl's age, or maybe the guy's race, or maybe the, you know whatever it would be that that is important in the case. And we did one of these, and by the end of it, what'd you say, Jared? Ninety percent were not guilty.
3: Wow! Oh, it was more than ninety percent. I think we only had like two. We had two, maybe. You know, we had two, and to start it started out one hundred percent guilty. Yeah. And then the more, the, just as, as the information wow. kept coming in, guilty, guilty. It wasn't until after lunch. Yeah, the after lunch, after lunch.
2: What were the facts after the lunch?
3: It just comes in bit by bit. Uh, the relationship you
0: know? between the two, uh, some more details about the dates what that
3: had happened might have the, which motivated. That was that was big. Whenever you found out, yeah. That the dates that it was like, hold on, he's been that was because there was a long. It was like there was twenty long, years ago, like twenty or. year yeah. run of nothing, right. yeah.
0: of nothing. Yeah, so it's and
3: like. Then once you, the whole story, then once you, it, by the end, it, that, was, that was that probably like, that was she, like twenty three people.
0: Yeah, that was a big yeah. one. That
3: was a big focus
0: group. Now yeah. here's what was interesting: Th- there was a line drawn, a line of demarcation drawn right down the right down the not the middle, but the room. Uh, of the people who said guilty, and it was women or uh, girls. I'm going to say what uh, one right out of college, the other just a few years. More, no, no,
3: you're on. You're on another case. With oh, the I'm line on the one. yeah, you're on the the one I'm on. Okay, yeah, you're on. You're on the first one. All right, that well, was, let's go. That was to the, the first to one, one I'm on. The one you're on. There was that was that one, that one was different. That one was.
0: Yeah, there was it, there was a line. Now there were we had plenty of women on the in the panel, plenty of men on the panel. And it came right down to the women, the age of the women. And the younger girls said, guilty, I don't care. If he, if she didn't say yes, and he didn't get an agreement of every single consent. thing, yeah. then yeah. he is guilty, I don't want to hear anything else. The rest of it, I don't want to hear about. Now, it's interesting, because it was a mother and a daughter. And the mother was like, no, nah, I'm not guilty. And the daughter was like, guilty. And uh-huh. I, I actually talked to the mother later, and and. It it was, I mean, very insightful. She was just like, look, she's the one who told me about the tea video. And I I looked at the tea video and I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Just because I had tea yesterday doesn't mean I want to have tea today.
2: Just because I'm having tea right now doesn't mean I want more tea. I want
0: more tea. (laughs) So, but it was, uh, and even the mother said, this is not a genuine, the way they've learned things. Down to
3: facial expressions between the women. Oh. The older, the the older. And they weren't that old. I mean, but they were, you know, old. the older the women were, the more you know, they like seemed <laughs> to. <All right. laughs> uh,
0: well, yeah, the older the women, the less they cared. And, yeah. and it used to be, man, I remember I learned this lesson early on. Now, it's probably different now. But early on, I tried a rape case. And this is probably going back to the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. And um, it was a, a husband-wife scenario. And he was he had been estranged. And he sneaked back in the house and had sex. She said it was rape. He said it wasn't. Uh, and gosh, and it's funny because everybody, my initial reaction was, I don't want women on this jury. I mean, and I was young, right? I was probably still in my twenties or was I? I don't know. Uh, but I was pretty young and I didn't, I didn't have a whole until I talked to the bailiff who was, uh, I don't know how old she was back then. I mean, but older and, uh, she heard these facts and she's just like, that's just a little bit of rough sex. That's not rape. Oh my and I was like, and I remember thinking to myself, I need older women on this jury. Yeah. Right? I mean, was like, <laughs> I need to get some older women on this jury. And she, and, but that was my, that was my vision of what rape was at, at my station in life is that, it, you know, I didn't even think about rough sex. I'd never been married. I didn't, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but she thought, no, this is no big deal. They're married. That's just how it is. I guess the the point is that the the standard shifts a little bit based on the generation that you come from. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. But what's the problem is the legal standards don't. And what you said, it's like 51 or 50% in a feather in a criminal case. It's like 90% and five pounds extra. You know, it's like you need, you need to be a positive. And if you take the scenario I had where it could go either way and it's 50, 50, what do you do? And I've asked this question of lots of people now in the last several weeks. And many, many, many are saying, well, he's guilty of something. There's got to be some, you know, maybe there's a lesser included they could be convicted of. And I was like, why? It's like, why? Right. If there's no proof, if it's even Stephen, if it's right down the line, how do you, how do you justify a rape conviction? Right. Yeah. And it's something that we're struggling with in the criminal courts on how we defend these cases. Because the concept of Me Too, while it's, very, it's great for, for making sure that victims are, are made whole or are vindicated and, and creeps are thrown in prison... It's dangerous for those who maybe aren't guilty.
2: Well, and I think, too, at least for the, the cases I handle, and again, most of my cases don't have a criminal element to them. They're the Maybe there was a police report filed and it was closed or there's no police report at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but detail equals credibility. So I've even had clients draw on a whiteboard where his hands were, where they were laying in bed at each stage of this, because mm-hmm. I guarantee you the young complainant is not giving that level of detail so if i can have my young complainant or young respondent who wants to come in and just say yeah we had sex and i thought she was into it and why was she into it and where were your hands and how did what was the conversation if you had any you know with a position change because sometimes we get cases in where it was like i was okay with this position but not okay with that position Oh, and then that's when the school Uh, how do you handle that it's like what yeah
3: So
0: is it consent to uh, its positional consent? Then I I want to, yeah.
2: Then I or I've even had cases where it's hands, you know, where we're talking about hands outside of clothing, um, and they're being investigated for sexual assault.
0: And what is the consequence? Say hands outside the clothing, uh, and there's a quote conviction or or a finding.
2: There, I mean, I I so I don't only represent respondents. I should kind of put that disclaimer out there. So I've had complainant cases um, where. We've had, and I can think of one specifically where it was outside. It was a boob grab outside of clothing, and that, um, com- or that respondent was suspended for a semester.
0: Wow. Was it a high school or was that college?
2: College. Mm.
0: Man. Yeah, yeah I, hey. I I don't know if I agree or not agree, but it's it, it's. I guess it shows you how far it's gone. I mean, you got no, you got no wiggle room. And I, and the other issue. I mean, I guess if the person did it, there should be some consequence. If somebody grabs somebody's erogenous zone, I suppose without consent, there there should be some consequence for that. I don't. I don't disagree with that necessarily.
2: Well, the, there can be other consequences. So but it doesn't there have to be, 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 yeah, right. There, yeah, it doesn't have to paper. be separation, right? You can yeah. take That's some classes. What they you can had a couple. Right, right. You got to write a paper, write like a paper.
0: reflection, a
1: letter.
2: reflection paper. Yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Write a white paper about it, or you know, maybe there's uh, education, I guess that that goes along education. the lines of education that can go along with it. But uh, a, a part of the problem. Well, let me ask you this you said something else you said most of your cases aren't criminal they don't result in criminal charges but they're sex abuse cases or sexual assault cases how is that how well, does that happen i mean you're because you're, a
2: lot of times the complainant only goes to the school doesn't go to the police
0: which begs my next question wouldn't they have come, an obligation doesn't yeah. the school have some obligation are yeah. they mandatory reporters or how does that work or does title what is the uh, school prep confidence there, there's another
2: FERPA or whatever, whatever. Yeah. or whatever it would be
0: so i mean how does that how do they ju- how do they justify that I, in how my do they square that?
2: in my cases i have not had a school make the decision to go report to authorities they leave that up to they give them you know the complainant resources they encourage yeah. them um but they leave it up to yeah the complainant do
0: they ever discourage it i don't think so because i i mean i've had cases where i felt that they and this is looking this is actually a little bit different scenario but it might have been a faculty and I think it was discouraged I think a it was discouraged that it would go outside the university setting and I felt like that was probably because of the fear of adverse publicity or they just wanted to keep everything in house I think there's especially in private schools there's a there's a tendency to do that Mm.
2: yeah I don't know I mean I wasn't really involved or up to date with the Ohio State, the the former like advocacy center they had going on that then got closed down because they weren't providing, they were discouraging uh, complainants, I think, from coming forward. And now they have a a whole new, then Title IX went under, everything went under the, you know, conduct office, but now it's back out again into a like community standards Mm -hmm. or I forget what they're calling it now. Mm -hmm. So it's been like up and down because of the way they have been, the advocates for complainants and respondents have been like giving them advice gotcha. or guidance.
0: Now, have you, uh, what is the, if somebody has a finding, I mean, I don't know what they call it, if, if the school is going to take discipline against them, either kicked out or, you know, the black mark on their record, what is the consequence of that, generally speaking, going forward? So if I'm a fo- sophomore or second year mm-hmm. or whatever you're allowed to say these days, and uh, I get in trouble with, because we, we couldn't say, uh, now it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth <laughs> <Yeah>. year, right? <laughs> Right. Oh, they it, they do have now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they do freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. <laughs> I
2: anymore. asked one of my clients the other day if he was a sophomore, and he was like, no, I'm not in high school. And I'm like, oh, second year. So. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh,
0: okay. They firstmen. really do change. Okay. Yeah, we, I felt
2: super old. We didn't have men. freshmen like my age, at college yeah. or yeah. <laughs>
0: We had first years. And I think I my impression was it was because freshmen has men in it, and it was considered to be oh, sort of politically incorrect. I that, maybe I was that wrong. Together. I think that was the
2: huh.
0: first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Hmm.
1: I made, thought
2: it was just because there wasn't a name for a fifth year. And there was a lot more fifth years. There's a lot more fifth years,
1: <laughs> right? In, I wish I would have taken a fifth year. <laughs> me too. No, you don't. Are you a you senior, would, senior? You would owe that one. <laughs> <Yeah, way>. senior, senior. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> part two of college. Yeah, zero <laughs> responsibility at that point. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. Have you had any well, of these new apps that consent? I'm hearing about these oh, hold apps. Well, hold heard, on. Let
0: me, yeah. let me get her answer to the first question because I want to hear about that too. But hold on. So the, if you get, if you're a second so year. So what's
2: the, right. So what's and the I get dung
0: with a, 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 a boob grab, we call it a, call it a, a date rape yeah. on campus, but not in the criminal courts. <sighs>
2: right. So, um, a couple things. So if you're separated from the university, if you're suspended, obviously that puts you on hold um, for your degree for a while. If you're expelled, I have a student right now where he was expelled from a university he cannot get accepted anywhere else. He is having the hardest time because he's got to disclose that to any other university. So they say um, no. So, uh, so suspensions and expulsions are noted on your transcript. So if you're a junior and say you want credit, right, for all the classes you've taken for the last three year, or third year. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if you want credit for, you know, the three years Junior's of classes. So yeah. Gosh. Um, you know, now you're giving that. Transcript over to a new university to say give me credit for all these things. Well, they noted on there you were expelled or you were suspended. And
0: how how can you don't expect the new university takes? I mean, they don't want that liability.
2: Absolutely, like, no. Oh, this
0: guy's a this guy's a predator. We mm-hmm. don't want him here. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a she. Do you ever have a she that's accused?
2: Have yeah. I had a she that's accused? I've had. I mean,
0: just been grabbed many times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the, I'm a victim.
2: No, I love that case. Um, I I have had like men on men, but I have I don't think I've had a female respondent.
0: Interesting. All right. Maybe it just never happens. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, All right. So the uh, women follows them around. So how do you get rid of it? I mean, what's the? There is no end game to that. Then it's like, is there like? There's no expungement for.
2: No, Academic records. Um, well, you can sue and try to negotiate away an expulsion or go back. Now that's interesting.
0: That's, so you file a lawsuit. Does that, is, would that be equivalent of like uh, going to court on a due process claim or is it like a separate private lawsuit that says
2: you can have a title nine lawsuit, you can have a breach of contract lawsuit. You can have, um, a due, Yeah. Constitutional rights in general, due process, that kind of thing. Um, So this is a whole wave. I go to a symposium in D.C. and it's like every April. It's like all the um, nationwide uh, respondent attorneys. But they call themselves plaintiffs attorneys because they're the people filing. Right. Mm -hmm. And the courts as plaintiffs. Um, And they all get together and talk about just the changing case law. I mean, it is it is truly the wild, wild west where you have one state you know, one court doing it this way or maybe doing it that way in one case, but not the other case or, you know, refraining from really, you know, diving into these facts or this law and, and skating around it. I mean, it is crazy.
0: Now one more, one more question. I'm going then we're going to get back to Jeff's question. If, um, if you have a case that goes through the school process and then say maybe six months later, a year later, it ends up in our office, the guys charged with rape. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I always have this ongoing fear that uh, my client has made statements or on the record somewhere else, right. cooperating or, or giving information that's going to be used against him. Now, um, what is the access? What are the access rules that would permit the courts to either subpoena those records, give those records up, or or, or having it show up in court at all?
2: So I'm not a FERPA expert, but um, subpoena power should, like, like divest um yeah. all confidence or confidentiality so they should be able to get those records in the criminal court
0: and that should work both ways for us too then so we should be able to get the records of the of statements her, made right. and if there's an investigation mm-hmm. then we should get all that information right i have thought oh, yeah, that before the and they don't they, they, there is nothing it's like I've, yeah. I've i've run into brick walls before
2: and they give you because they're giving the
0: they don't give the, it up
2: oh they don't give it up
0: yeah they, they claim privileges and everything else and then it gets it turns into a mess yeah no, I'm not, I, I think I've never well,
2: had it. Well, good, because then I can have my clients talk freely. I've never
1: had it. No, 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 <laughs> I've never, that oh, I that way. Say oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, Steve. I don't know that I've ever had it. I've worried about it for years,
0: but I've never had it come up. I have tried to get school records before on, maybe it wasn't directly related to, I don't, I've don't. i tried before and I end up in a fight and you go through uh, Pennsylvania versus oh, Richie, else. you got to go through all sorts of administrative crap and hearings, et cetera. But even then, I mean, if I, I think if if the prosecutor were to subpoena, the school records of our client or the disciplinary records of the proceeding they're gonna get them they'll hand them over
2: yeah they don't yeah. if it's
0: a
1: prosecutor, yeah. they don't they don't care they'll hand them over how many times have we had that come up like we're looking at something, and we're like well how did they get these medical records yeah they just hand right. them over to prosecutors if we subpoena, over. it's like
0: oh no HIPAA. Uh, you know what i mean it's like yeah. and i've had here's what's interesting i've had hearing officers at ohio state tell me They don't share this stuff. You don't have to worry. They don't share this stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? You don't share this stuff. If you get a subpoena, you're going to freaking share it. Yeah. Like Like I said,
1: I've never had it come up. I've Mm -hmm. never been over there in court for a criminal charge knowing that, you know, as a student, I've worried about it. Yeah. And then they said, oh, by the way, he made statements to judicial affairs. I've never had it come up. I don't know that I have directly like that either. Well, Mm -hmm. do you
2: think it's because maybe the court system is viewing these investigators as faulty or i think it's I
0: because the why wouldn't you either know? the prosecutor their look, statements right yeah I mean, the detectives the poli- people just don't know they just think it. they've got they, it they and they matter. They got yeah 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 uh I, I know that you know often you ask detectives what they didn't do and they're like well i didn't need to yeah well how do you know well i just i, I had what i needed yeah and that's that's you just run into that circular logic so well, most of it's probably that I don't think there's a policy that says, we're just gonna protect these people's rights for academic integrity and not go after their school records. I think they, they would in a minute if they thought they could get something. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. just either don't think of it or don't care to do the work. I don't know.
2: Well and we have lawsuits that come out of, you know, say a fight where somebody's injured and then they're in trouble with the school. I have one right now. Um, where they're in trouble with the school, they go through the conduct process there, both parties are giving lots of statements and then we get a civil lawsuit, right, on the on the mm. outside um and they're going to subpoena those um statements to figure out who hit who yeah, first. Yeah, I could that see that all day. Yeah. Yeah, cause
1: cause the lawyers civil lawyers gonna do a good do, job they're, of they're, that. They're they're, they're, they're paid to do, work. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're right. paid to
0: get their client money. <laughs> yeah. Or they're getting paid to get to not pay. So, you know, who <laughs> right. knows. But uh yeah. All right, the app. I heard about this app. Oh. The, a, Have you heard the, about this?
2: I've heard I mean, I haven't had a case that it was actually like, "Hey, I had my yeah. sexual partner sign this." app.
1: you say put your thumbprint here? So we can consent to having so Jared, sexual relations. You know, you're But see, up.
2: I have a whole, there's a whole slew of problems on the other side for that. Now, this is not my personal belief, but somebody could say, well, I was impaired.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, sure. Right. Right. That's, I sure. So I didn't know what to. I was saying. I was yeah. passed out. They put my thumb on it. My wife and I have been using it for years. Well, no, they video. They video it. There's a, it takes a video of you do, of the process.
2: Or okay, I oh, can it send does. it. But again, it goes back to the T argument. I can send it to this, but not this. Right. I mean, how do you draw the?
0: It doesn't get you anywhere. I don't think a
2: school would look at that and say, "Well, okay, we're done here." And can I you use imagine
0: the can, app? Uh, the app. <laughs> I mean, look. You know, and let's just cut to the quick here. Can you imagine how awful oh, that hookup gosh, would be? Oh gosh, let's stop. It's like hey, let's stop way, right here. I know we're really hot for each other now, but I need your thumbprint. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Or before we change positions, can yeah.
0: you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just would like to try something new. Would you consent to this, please? Yep.
2: Well, yeah. that goes to the whole argument notes? then that is you're requiring. You're requiring these students to actually like have these weird conversations, right? Yeah. During sex or.
0: We have created. It, it, that's exactly right. And it doesn't happen. It never will happen. No. I don't care how much, what generation you're from. Sex is sex. It's sort of primal. And it doesn't happen that way. So you've created standards on what people think sex is should be in a perfect world but it never will be right. and it's it's always it, it, it wouldn't be any good otherwise right it, it'd be boring it wouldn't be the same and it'd now be a business transaction it would be a business <laughs> transaction and and we are creating rules and laws that are affecting people's lives based on what somebody's perception of what we think it should be and it's just not i mean you can't do it you can't change facts
3: so you go through the app then they venmo you and you nail them <laughs> prostitution right yeah and so it's maybe. Like, you know, Wait know, a you minute, mean, <laughs> that was just we,
1: we we split the appetizer. We were we were trying to
0: go 50/50. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's uh it is it's crazy. I can't imagine going through all that crap now. I've had, it, it, I've would, had, it worry me.
2: I've had clients who were previously accused of a Title 9 violation made it through that unscathed. So now they're like kind of permanently damaged to where they go into any sexual encounter oh, where bad. they're like, "Okay, is this okay? Are you yeah. sure this is okay?" Yep. And then I mean you know, then they they're do. like cu- pretty they just, awkward. Like they who, just say here, give me my phone. I'm go yeah, to right. the basement.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're super awkward on that. <laughs> yeah. This is
2: why do you keep asking me these questions?
0: <laughs> or they're gonna be so chill they're just gonna say, Give me my phone, I'm gonna go to the basement. I don't need you. Uh, oh yeah, they're just gonna hide out. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna check it out on, yeah. on on the porn sites. But I think, you know, there there's some of that too going on where, you know, I, I heard this recently that like kids aren't having sex as much as they used to because they're all on the internet with porn. Or yeah. yeah.
2: I've heard that they're having kind of like Super freaky sex, because they're seeing the stuff on video, oh, and they, think that's, and they think that's a normal sexual encounter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can encounter.
2: see that. Yeah.
0: It's not. You <laughs> say it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what, you don't do that?
1: No, I, yeah, I've heard, uh, I've, I guess Katie Couric has a podcast, and oh. my wife listened to it, and they had a whole thing on that. That that like young people's minds have been warped by this pornography, right. and they think this is normal. I behavior. have
2: had that in cases where my client tells me, "Well, I thought she, you know, wanted this," and I'm like, "Well, no, nobody wants that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody <laughs>
1: wants that,
0: right?" But she seemed like she was enjoying it in the video. <laughs> now, did right. you see? This is a, a related but unrelated topic. The there's a there's a debate in the conservative movement right now about whether they should they want the there's a gov- there's a push to have the government ban porn or start to crack down on porn again, like back in the 70s. Okay. And, uh, because of this, they say it's addicting. I mean, it's, it's known really. I mean, we deal with it all the time. We did, we did a whole interview over there, right. Yeah. On that, in the child porn segment where pornography is an addicting thing. It creates, endor- it creates the same kind of, uh, uh, endorphin. Re- that's not the right word, but it creates a response in your brain that, uh, serotonin. the serotonin or some addiction type thing that happens and it creates a cycle. You want it, you need it. And it, it just keeps going and going, and going, and it escalates. Uh, so there's talk of trying to get some intervention on it now hmm. for that reason i don't hmm. i don't agree with that but yeah
2: well i've had clients too say well you know i watched this kind of porn video for a while and then that wasn't enough so then i escalated to this That's and then right. i escalated yeah. to this and then
0: it, oh there, really you develop yeah. a tolerance for porn right. yeah right. we've i've represented folks in child pornography cases where it starts with normal porn and it just keeps escalating not because not for all the reasons that people think you might look like child porn, but because they need another, it, it needs another shock or something. Right. You, need, you need more. Exactly. You need another, it takes uh, two bottles of vodka instead of one now mm. to mm-hmm. get that same response. Right. And uh, that goes way back. I mean, there was a, there, I, we had a, a client who was actually a, it was a pretty big case years ago who had went into some 12 step type program. And I, I read a whole bunch of psychology on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that kind of stuff, because it's it's an addiction that has to be treated like an addiction. Yeah. So, and porn's like that, I guess. But you know, we've talked
1: a lot about um, cell phones and technology on this show. Do you use that in what you're doing, like getting somebody's cell phone records, using GPS, using oh, yeah. tower analysis? Do you do that? I mean, I help? don't
2: do it to that level. I do it more of like send me screenshots because again, I'm dealing with the. Wild Wild West. We have no rules of evidence at the, okay. at the college level, so I can say here's some screenshots.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So texting. I imagine I'm trying to think of all the evidence that kids create that they don't even know they're creating.
2: Oh yeah, messages. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of it's on Snapchat, and I haven't really figured out Snapchat um, that yes, well. They don't but Snap, they call. I've them. done some subpoenas yeah. to them, and they don't so, like.
1: They don't like subpoenas.
2: I can imagine. They
1: respond like, "Nope, you ain't getting anything." Nope. Yeah. Facebook same way. If you tried to subpoena Facebook before, um, I mean, we've I tried to
2: subpoena dating apps before for a case.
1: Yeah, I I guess I'm always surprised by they're using these so much, but they don't seem to realize that things are preserved and captured. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
2: Well, and even I mean, you know, I've had clients say, "Well, because this sexual encounter occurred eight months ago." I don't have it anymore. My phone, you know, I can't go back and look at this and I I don't actually know what I, you know, I don't remember what I said or I, you know, and then the other party's saying, well, you know, you said this or you texted me 500 times in one day.
1: Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, we had a, a student that was accused of a rape and it was, I mean, even to do the arraignment, it was one of the most vicious rapes I think I've ever heard put on record as far as what happened. And literally a cell phone got the case dismissed like they've made all these very serious allegations, but yet they're texting seven of their friends throughout the entire encounter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, oh, yeah. Well, I that any, case. Yeah. How would any of that happen if you well, were kidnapped and held down? Now, and, here's
0: what's interesting, though. The same debate I had about the appeal I'm working on, this came up, and the, I got this rhetorical question. Why does it matter what she said beforehand? Why does it matter what she said after? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Does it matter? And I'm like, well, it sort of does. Yeah, I mean, it and, 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 well, it doesn't prove that it wasn't consensual at the very moment. I was like, no, it doesn't prove that. But it all, it establishes that they were there together by consent. And then that tends to have an impact on whether the next step was consensual. Because if he forced her there, that's kidnapping. It matters the other way. Right. right? But you right. Can't, it doesn't matter this way. It's like, why not? And, and it makes perfect sense to me, but not to other people. It's like, well, why does that matter?
1: Well, I mean, that goes back to what you said. If we start with a... Well, we're going to believe mm-hmm. and not investigate, yeah. Can you um, or maybe focus our attention just on what's what's going to be uh, negative for the
0: the accused? I mean, can then that's you imagine the kind of stuff you're going to get if if she texted, um, "Boy, I'm going with him because he threatened me that if I didn't go, then he was going to do something," and then me arguing, well, "That's not relevant. It only matters what she said at the time." I mean it be, it'd be it'd be laughable. It's a laughable right. argument. Right. I've, had,
2: I've had intoxication cases or impaired cases where the there's Um, the complainant is providing text messages that she had sent to other friends that were all jumbled, right? So she's like clearly unable. Yeah, shows she's drunk. Um, But we actually were successful on that case because we were able to show all of her divided attention skills. So she's like plugging her cell phone in and she's texting her friends and she's kind of saying like, hey, I'm having a really good time here. And so my client who it was, it was a first time encounter. He he doesn't know that girl when she's impaired or when she's sober thinking she's just like super friendly friendly um, and we were
1: <laughs> she's great <laughs> yeah.
2: um, you know she's not falling down she's not vomiting yeah. she's not doing she's not saying I'm so drunk or anything like that um, so she later tried to produce these text messages to her friends to say look how drunk I was I couldn't even form a sentence here and mm. it's all jumbled and we're saying well no you were you know, had the ability to text, you had the ability to plug your phone in, you had the ability to do all these things. My client, from his perspective, is saying, oh, she's texting her friends or, oh, she's doing this. Yeah. And how would he know you're impaired? Well, right.
0: this came up in that uh, there was a book. I don't remember. I don't remember the, the victim's name in the case. The case out in Stanford where the kid was, I he got like probation for raping this girl after she had passed out behind the bushes oh, or something. Yeah. Well, this, girl, this girl wrote a book and, and she was complaining about evidence like that coming out. like the, All they did was ask her, her they, she, apparently she was drinking with her sister at a, at a party beforehand and she was complaining about questioning of Brock her sister. Brock Turner, that's right. Brock yes, Turner. Yes, okay. yeah. And there was complaints about the questioning, the cross-examination about why, or that the sister thought she was fine, that she didn't look drunk, that she didn't look impaired, that she was perfectly comfortable with this girl going, uh, leaving the party with somebody all that kind of stuff. And there, there's been some up-in-arms type of response to that kind of questioning. And the individual I was talking to couldn't understand. I don't see why that's relevant. And I'm thinking, well, it sort of is, right? I mean, and first of all, the guy got convicted, right? So it didn't – I mean, he was he was right. clearly in the wrong. But in mm-hmm. a, you can imagine a scenario where that does matter, where you, it's like what you're talking about. If, if other people were with the person who's now the victim and they seemed fine and they were willing to let them go or let them drive and didn't have any problem with it, well, that tends to suggest perhaps they weren't, or our guy or our client, whoever, guy or girl, wouldn't think that that person's impaired. So it's like all of this comes into play, but it's evidence that is frowned upon now if you use it for that purpose. But on the other side, if she were falling down drunk, that evidence would come in wholesale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what, uh, I guess that's that's my concern, not only, I guess, with what you're doing, but certainly with what we do in a courtroom all the time. I mean, it's, the look, again, The, the being a victim is awful, and people who do it ought to go to prison, I suppose, but... It doesn't mean you still still have to prove it. There still has to be proof.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's my speech for the day. Well, and
1: that's where you come in because the proof isn't what we're normally used to. It's the preponderance at your standard. Right, right,
0: right.
1: Yeah, and if we start with it's believable, that can be pretty hard to Mm -hmm. overcome. And the safe route might just be to just expel them or to suspend them or whatever. Right, because then
2: the school looks like, okay, we investigated this, we... You know, separated the parties. We separated yeah. this. You know, person, um, especially with a suspension, because then you're, you know, the school's essentially saying, "Oh, you can come back." Yeah. Um. So they think they've done their job, but you have a huge effect on. Yeah. The is, people. This is a. Is
0: there an independent cause? Co- does the does the victim have a cause of action against the school if proper action isn't taken? A private cause of action. I wonder.
2: Um, I think so. I mean, there's I mean, been Jane Doe's yeah. versus. That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other yeah. interesting yeah. angle. So the, right. the
0: investigative body is is investigating would, defensively,
2: right? They so they would have a Title Nine action as well. So Title Nine, you have to treat both parties equally. Yeah, and that's hmm. why in Title Nine cases, like usually if you have say a fight on campus or um, a theft or something like that, the um, party, the victim in the case, and I use quotation marks, the, the victim in the case is not entitled to know what happened with your education record um, and how you were sanctioned for the most mm. part. But in Title Nine, both parties get a copy of the outcome, and mm. both parties have the ability to appeal the outcome. So if the complainant, it, you know, if the respondent's found not responsible, the complainant can appeal.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Well, that's another sort of... Have you been up on appeal with a fight like that? Oh, yeah. Or somebody's... Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Huh. So you have to essentially defend again. I mean, is it like wow? Yeah, is it that one's all, normal that court?
2: one's even on public universities typically all on paper. Um oh, so okay. you you submit, you know, paper appeals and then they can say, Okay, you need a new hearing or whatever. Yeah. Um the remand do, may be. But... Do
1: you think that the time that you've done this since you've been to so many different schools that do you get an advantage like you've developed relationships with some of the folks that are involved in these? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it's similar to, you know, just, thing we would. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're a working with a prosecutor, a prosecutor who knows yeah. your yeah. style, knows you're not going to BS them or knows you're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, make this a personal fight or knows that you're not going to do anything shady. Yeah.
0: See, I don't think you can stress the importance of that enough. No, I don't think you can stress. That's the why people that. should hire you. That's why. <laughs> yeah. This well, is thanks, why. Jeff. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, I 100%. used to do. I used to do a lot of work in front of various boards, like the medical board, pharmacy board, whatever. But I didn't do it enough where I could develop relationships because it was it was Sporadic. It was right. like part of it. And I quickly realized yep. early on that, you, you know, there's no more general practitioners that can just do it all. It's hard. You can't. Right. It's gotten too complicated. I think what we're talking about here today, I mean, I'm going to list it on a second. I mean, there's so much to this. And then if you've got a relationship. And then they break it down within their own firm. And
1: it's yeah, exactly. Like she's and here's, to colleges and things like that. And I
0: think it's important to make this distinction. We're not talking about you getting special favors, but you're talking about you have an established pattern of credibility with right. the people who are making yeah. decisions. And by that I mean they know that if they have a phone call with you, that you're gonna do what you say and say what you do, and it and they can trust that. Now, that doesn't mean you're getting special favors, I suppose, or it's improper, but no. those kind of relationships are very important because and then the other thing is I think people who don't do work in a forum very often, lawyers that is, tend to go in throwing hand grenades and saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, you uh, you know, we want this, this, and this, and this, and you don't know that it's not common, you shouldn't, it, the way they're asking is sort of offensive or can be perceived that way. I mean, I, it, we got to solve problems, not just go right. make law, I suppose. Well, and
2: I think, too, it helps. I mean, I've had actually a director of a conduct office tell me every time I'm in there, I want to see you more often. I think yeah. that... You know, when you're in here, then your client is really done a good justice yeah. because sometimes, you know, they'll get moms, uncles, the mm. tax attorney and coming mm-hmm. in. And then you have these investigators or, or directors trying to then having to educate that attorney as well yeah. as educate um, the student and just and, and, you know, giving them wrong advice, too. Right. So if I have a student, I'm concerned about that student ca- student's case only. I'm not concerned with making case law. I'm not concerned yeah. with making this a bigger problem. I'm concerned with keeping that student in school. Um, And like, for instance, I was down at OU yesterday and I had an investigator that I had on a a prior case. And, you know, I I like to follow their rules, right? So if they say I can't talk in meetings and I have to whisper to my client or pass them notes, I follow those rules. But sometimes it's a little prohibitive because I'm whispering, okay, say this to the investigator, and then they're repeating it. And so I knew from working with this guy before that, he's like, just ask me the question. So then when we went in yesterday, I'm like, hey, Here's yeah. here's the question I got, and and we were able to have a really efficient yep. conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's just experience and and establishing yourself as credible right. in this field, right? And it's sort of like what we do I, when we have people who aren't who are strangers to criminal court coming in and doing it. You can spot them a mile away. It doesn't mean they're bad lawyers. It just means they don't have the experience or credibility established. And sometimes they are all bad lawyers, I suppose. Sometimes they're probably great lawyers, yeah. but it, it's all.
2: Or it. great lawyers in a different practice. Yeah, way. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I would say that's one of the biggest mistakes I see at a lawyer, especially in the criminal world, is just not being able to, like, assess your surroundings. Like, how should I be approaching this problem? You know what I mean? Like, I see people that I'm like, why are you doing, like, why are you arguing like that? You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, they're screwing there's up. no they're right. reason for that. And they you know don't know even what I mean? know. It. <laughs> it's like.
0: Well, look, uh, let's, let's recap this because, I mean, I you've got so much stuff going on that is so far beyond the purview of most of us that I think a firm like yours is invaluable. I mean, if you're t- if you're talking like uh, the younger years and you've got kids and you've got educational issues or learning disability issues or even disciplinary issues at a young age and dealing with public or private schools, that's a whole area in and of itself. And then you get to the high school arena where, you know, there's sexting, there's there, there's like discipline, maybe more discipline-related suspension stuff – then you get into college where it's this it's it's the wild west of stuff going on with federal and state law and, and private and public universities i mean it's i guess this is uh i'm blown away by how just even talking to you and i know a lot of this stuff but when i put it all on one sheet of paper like this so to speak there's a lot going on and uh to have a firm doing it that's it's a that's a pretty cool thing uh what made you um because you're the i mean If I have an issue like this, you're the first person I think
1: of. I don't know many others. Um, What made you, I guess, be able to hone in on that, hey, this is an area that really needs to be explored, and now you have a firm dedicated to it?
2: Well, I would say, so my background, you know, I I did criminal defense for a while. I went to a litigation firm um, on the civil side, so I have the civil background as well. Um, But my law partner and I, when we decided to start a firm and we were kind of figuring out what are we going to do, we really tried to say, okay, who's our ideal client? Who do we want to help and who can we help? Oh, that's great. And my law partner used to work on the school side. So he represented school boards. So he knew the school arena, you know, K through 12, very, very well. So then we decided, hey, nobody's really doing no. the student focus. No. Um, and, and so we, you know, when you start out, right, you're taking any case that comes in, basically. But then we really started to hone. Okay, we want to market to students, we want to market to parents, we want to, you mm-hmm. know, build this practice up, and and then now we're thriving. I mean, now yeah. our phone, our our poor intake person is like working overtime, and yeah,
0: that's I mean, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, what's yeah. the name of your firm?
2: So Albite Wiker, LLP.
0: Albite Wiker. Spell Waker.
2: W-E-I-K-E-R.
0: And uh, website, phone number. I mean, you might as well plug yourself here.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I think <laughs> you guys did a great job for me. <laughs> so we have ohiostudentlaw.com is our student-focused site. Um, and we are on the corner of Main and 3rd, just right down the street. You can see a big sign that says Lawyers for Students and Educators. And um, what else? Phone number, 614-745-2001.
0: Yeah. Perfect. So I would suggest this
2: 2001. At, yeah. at any of the
0: levels we talked about. If you're a parent and you've got a kid in criminal trouble, you should call me, of course. But if you've got a kid that has school trouble, uh, you should call me and you should call you guys. Right. right. Because right. or even if you even if it's not criminal trouble, don't think you can just go in and smooth it over. At least get an opinion up front about how Absolutely. to smooth it over.
2: Absolutely. And
0: and when you should and when you shouldn't smooth it over because right. you know, there there's certain things that you just can't. You
2: well, and, and students will say, you know they present it kind of probably like the police do. Hey, come on, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about this. And what the student doesn't realize is that's the investigation. Right. <laughs> that that's it has started. Like somebody's office. Right. Just, I'm like, don't hey, go talk to them so yet. Is, you need to get your story straight. You yeah. need to talk to an advisor first.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and that's crucial. And that's at the, uh, from the youngest all the way up. And certainly in college. I mean, these, I know that these I have I have seen this directly that this, people in college who get in trouble they tend to want to deal with it on their own because they don't want to tell their parents. Right. Oh and, yeah. And, I've
2: had kids get expelled from college. And then they come in And the their parents off. come to pick them up, you know, for the end of the semester or something and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not coming back." I mean, oh, devastating. Dude. Devastating.
1: Yeah, that's uh, ugh, I can't imagine. Do you know is there maybe you don't want to name them? Is there schools that once a kid is expelled that would typically accept a student, like Columbus State maybe? I mean, I don't – I what think do probably Columbus
2: State would. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, so. I know it's all
1: over the – I mean, <laughs> well, they're applying it, it all over the Well, it used to be
0: in your I think this is going to be an, another interesting issue because it used to be, I suppose, that uh, – Anybody, the state schools would take anybody, right? I mean, that was it. I mean, you could go to college. That's what the purpose of state universities was. And now if you've got a discipline there and they won't take you, that's going to be, there's going to be an interesting blowback, I think, eventually. It's like, and this is, this is like the sex offender list, right? It gets so many people, it happens to so many people that it eventually loses its own impact. It's like, all right, everybody's got it. So what's the difference? And uh, so if you've got so many people having this kind of trouble, you know, there's got to be a place sooner or later, there's got to be something that changes. I don't know. Right.
2: I've, I know of universities that have accepted students. I don't know if it would be on a global basis or, you know, if their enrollment's down that semester and they need more kids in. I yeah. don't know.
3: I, think well, I mean, what's a, your a liability? University in Phoenix. I mean, what's your liability? A you good get, name the,
2: change.
1: A good name change and maybe a social something security Something Online. Change. Don't let your eyes yeah. wander. I need a new social security number. My identity was stolen.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but I mean, what's a liability? I mean, you accept a student like that and then something happens for a school you yeah, can but see, say like, you
2: you have a tight you get kicked out of a i think this actually happened you get kicked out of a school in california for a title nine violation and then you get enrolled here because maybe you lie on your application or oh, they don't okay. or you you sneak in somehow yeah. and then you have a title nine violation at this new school and that complainant is saying you could have protected me i mean you could yeah. have
0: yeah that's a good yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think uh, that's. I think we beat this horse, huh? There's a lot more to talk about, though. You know what you need? You need a podcast. You do need a podcast. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what you too. need. You need a podcast. Yep. Uh, I can see how very informative that would be on all the scenarios that that you that either you or the other your colleagues come up with at the various facets of your practice. But uh, and we'll you're hired more. to just to it you're hired to go speak to groups of
1: students too, right? Like yeah about know their rights and like, yeah so yep. we
2: hold workshops we try to hold workshops for parents um really i cool. go i've spoken at fraternities at ohio state yeah. i've yeah awesome yeah
3: hmm. all
2: right
0: well that was another well, we didn't
3: even get into teachers we didn't get into oh, teachers
2: yeah. we'll bring morgan in for that she'd be great
0: oh she's the one that handles yep. that gotcha yeah. hmm. all right yeah well this has been another riveting hour of lawyer (laughs) (laughs)
3: lawyer
0: talk so if you or your son or your daughter is in trouble or needs help obviously now you know who to call if it's not us then it is albright and all bite and
2: I'll bite
0: Wiker. Wiker. I'll bite Wiker. <laughs>
2: Everybody does that. Bite.
0: All bite, forgive I'll bite. Me, and I'm I'll bad bite at you. So, yeah, I'll bite yeah. you. All right. I'll bite Wiker. And, <laughs> and uh, now you know how to reach the right people for the right thing. So anyway, this has been uh, lawyer talk off the record, on the air, another special guest attorney yet again uh, until now.